what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm grow. <laughs> I'm grow. I'm a growing young boy. I'm a growing young boy. I'm, I am. I am a growing. I'm a growing young boy. That's yeah. true. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. And if that's any portent of things to come, it's going to be a rough editing day for me after this. Um, we do a very simple podcast. We listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send in to us, and then we give our honest reaction to it. We're not critics, not a review show in a traditional sense. We don't make value judgments about the music that we hear, by and large. We just really like punk and hardcore, so we listen to it and we talk about it. That's all there is to it. The format for the show is that we have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice. We usually get through between five and seven bands, and that's really all there is to it. Um, up top this week, I want to say we had a band, uh, a band that we listened to last week, MVA. We, uh, we didn't love the music. We commented on the artwork from one of their former EPs being really cool. I heard from a member of the band, Silvio, who plays drums in, the, in that band and who did the artwork for the previous EP, said, you know, thanks for shouting out the, uh, the artwork. Kind of agreed with what we had to say about the new EP. Told us to listen to uh, the old EP, Eternal, which we did just a few moments ago. Much, much better. Yeah. Much better than the, the stuff that they sent us. Much more coherent. Yeah, much more coherent. Uh, I was bobbing my head along. It was cool. Pretty solid effort. The artwork is indeed very rad. So, uh, so yeah, I will say, too, that is a really good example to people of a constructive interaction, or at least not even a constructive interaction, but just a positive interaction that can come from this podcast if we critique your band. Yeah. If you just act like an adult and don't get mad about two strangers whose opinions you shouldn't care about at all, because, again, we are two strangers in a basement in Indiana. Filled with toys. Filled with toys. If they're, they're, it, I would be hard-pressed to think of two people whose opinions you should care about less than ours, right? If instead you just reach back out and have a conversation, we might form up a friendship. In fact, many, like, Internet friendships that I have formed over the last year or so have been because of this show and have not just been because of like we've said good things about bands but because we've said something bad about a band and they've reached out and been like hey that was really funny or hey I agree or hey I disagree fuck you but seem like a cool guy yeah. and then we strike up a friendship and now we talk all the time and we trade music and it's cool Right. so if you act like an adult uh, we might have an opportunity to, to have nice positive interactions and if you if you don't want to do that and you want to make us your enemy, that's cool too. Right, that's also I, cool. But I, go hard on it. Go hard, right? Yeah, right. Don't like, half. Step. Let us know. Right. Don't half step. No online anonymity. Nope. No. Nope. Like show up. Yep. Show up. Right. Call call the hotline. Right. You know what I'm saying? Talk some shit. Right. Find out where we're gonna be if we're gonna go to a show. Right. Uh, we're going to that show in Philly in May. Which one? The Exit Order, oh, Warthog, all that. Yep, yep. We were just in RVA yeah. a couple weeks ago for so Chubby and the Gang. We'll let you know we're gonna be in Phil- we're gonna be in Philly for that show. Right. Whenever that is coming up in May. Yeah, pull up. Uh pull up on us, man. Right. You yeah. know I'm not strapped. Right, yeah. Put it fucking put a couple shots across my bow. <laughs> and I you know what? I and I'm I'm not gonna be carrying a weapon into the show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Pull up. Yeah. See what's up if you, if you really got a problem. We don't want to fight, but we do want to encourage honesty and standing behind one's convictions. That's right. And and I want to encourage what I would like to call um, exacerbated reality. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh-huh. Right. I want to I want to experience it. Right? right. I don't want to read about it. Sure. I know it's reality. 
I want to experience the chaos of the world. Sure. I want to inspire it and experience it, whether it's right. good or whether it's bad. Sure. I almost got in a fight with four rednecks yesterday at my job. Right. Probably would have got my ass kicked. Sure. My back was hurting pretty bad. That's okay. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Right? Sure. And, uh, of course, I prevailed because uh, I'm not a wimp. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, on that note, let's go ahead and roll the dice. Oh, I, oh, well, let's go through the queue first. Oh, I, did you? You had a point of order. I have some news. Oh, okay. I've got what I call fashion news. Oh, fashion news. Fashion news. Oh, <laughs> okay. Now, you know that I am very much a man of function over form. Yeah, that's true. I, I dress very plainly. Yeah. Reliably seen in Dickie's work pants. Uh, a band t-shirt, and combat boots. It's a good look, though. It's pretty much what I wear almost every day, yeah. unless I'm wearing work clothes. Sure. And one of the banes of my existence as a uh, man with girth mm-hmm. are belts. Right. And anybody that has a little bit of a belly can tell you that belts are horrible. Right. You, they, they, they pinch and they bite. They're not comfortable. Mm-hmm. Well, I discovered suspenders are heaven sent. Really? And thus, I might start wearing braces. Oh, okay. There you go. I might. There so I've said, we, we have said that, so you see those pants hanging right there? Mm-hmm. They're heavy canvas, like oil finished canvas pants. Yeah. Are those, they're, are those some Filson pants? Yeah. They're, they're water resistant. Yep. And basically they're, they're meant for um, the type of work that I do. Sure. Uh, you need suspenders to wear them. Right. Otherwise, it's just like wearing a wet fucking sailing sail sure. around around your legs. Right. They are really comfortable when you got them. And with the suspend, I tried them with a belt and it was terrible. Mm-hmm. The suspenders, you know how comfortable it is to wear bib overalls? Oh, yeah. I yeah. love it. Imagine wearing them all the time without looking like you're wearing them all the time. That does sound sick. Right. So check this out. I've often said form over function or function over form, right? right? Um, I'm also limited in my fashion choices because of my stature. Sure. They just don't make clothes for me. I can't fucking find a pair of like Levi's jeans that fit me that don't look like your dad's fucking carpenter jeans. Right. So I don't wear jeans. Sure. Period. Yeah. Right. Uh, I don't want to look like a clown from 1981, so I don't wear windbreakers and shit like that because I was alive in 1981 or 1991. Right. And 81. I was alive in 1991. And I remember how stupid everybody looked back then, too. <laughs> Um, so I don't wear that, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't make shit like that even if I did. You're not going to find a 3XL fucking, you know, starter jacket in like orange and purple that fits me. Right. Right? You're just not. Yeah. Um, and imagine how goofy I would you look. You would look really dumb, I'd look like dude. a hot air balloon. Yeah, it would be really fucking funny. But we've also said that the best look, yeah. the simplest best look mm-hmm. is traditional skin. Oh, yeah. It's great. It is functional. Yep. It is simple. It is sharp. It's the best look. Right. The lament was, there's no way to do it without seeming like you're cosplaying, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm almost sort of teetering on that with the chinos and the combat boots and the t-shirt, right? Right. Now I can complete the look with bracers because bracers are or braces are better than a belt. That's true. Hands down. Wow. Congrats. So uh, look for a much more comfortable and <laughs> sketchier version of me showing up sometimes. <laughs> Sick. I just have to find. I'm not going to wear like your dad's home improvement fucking yeah. red, you know, suspenders. Right. Because, uh, you know, I ain't your fucking dad. Right. Um, I got to find the right pair that actually work. I don't I don't want them to just be a uh, a fashion statement. Right. 
Well, there were some skinheads, obviously, at the show that we went to in RVA, at yeah. the Chubby and the Gang and Royal Hound show. Right. And I, I, I got to say, I was looking at him with some envy. Yeah. I was like, man, that guy looks good. But here's the thing. Most of them were posers, too. Oh, sure. But they looked good. But they looked good. They but looked now good. I have a legit reason to look sketchy. Right. Because I've discovered that braces <laughs> are wonderful. There you go. So well, that's, uh, a, that's, a, that's a very important update. If you see me coming your way, look the fuck out. <laughs> Sick. Okay, so on that, let's go ahead and go through the queue this week. We have some new ones, and then uh, we have some returning ones that we didn't get around to in past episodes. Like I said, eventually, pretty soon here, I'm going to do an episode where it's all collected past ones that we didn't get to and see how many of them that we can actually get through in an episode. But uh, we got a lot of new submissions that we still have to get through, So, and I don't want to leave them sitting there forever. So... First up, we have Cool Side with Exploration of Self. This came out in March of last year on Indecision Records, who I didn't actually realize were still putting out records. Yeah. Indecision has been putting out records since the, since the 90s. I have a, a fair amount of Indecision Records releases in my, uh, in my record collection. Yeah. Uh, so Cool Side is a band that I actually saw in California, I believe. I was out there in... Shit, I want to say 2017 with my girlfriend at the time for a wedding. But there was a show in town while I was there. It was uh, Drug Control, I want to say. And I believe Cool Side played. There was a handful of bands. It was a really good show. Um, but I don't think I've ever actually listened to this band's recorded output. And this is, you know, two years after I saw them too. So even then, uh, what I saw may not be representative of how they sound now. Next up, we have Excide with Two of a Kind. This is released by New Morality Zine out of Chicago. They've put out a lot of cool stuff recently. They're doing a cool thing. Excited. Um, I saw this pop up in my feed maybe last week. Uh, it looks like Snapcase Worship, and it was sent to me and described as like Snapcase Worship with okay. maybe some hints of quicksand. The art looks like, even the, the everything about it looks like Snapcase. Um, then we have Drain with their new single, Sick One. This is a crossover thrash influenced hardcore band from Santa Cruz. I fucking love Drain. I have not listened to this uh, to this single yet, precisely because I saw that it was submitted for the podcast and I wanted to wait to hear it um, on air if possible. Then we have a return from either last week or the week before. I think the week before. Um, the band Pulpit from Atlanta. Mm. We had two members call in and uh, kind of tease us about not getting their band in the queue. Was so. it two members or it was the same member? I believe it was two members. Okay. The voices sounded very distinct. Okay, well, hopefully they have supplicated before the god of plastic. Yes, exactly, as we directed them to. Then we have See You Next Summer with A Hedgehog's Dilemma. Hmm. This is a band from Sweden. It was submitted by a member of the band uh, who described it as... Again, I and I, I just I can't imagine this is correct. Maybe it's a thing that's lost in translation. Maybe it's a cultural thing because he described it as screamo. It looks like screamo, right? Uh, the 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 font of the name, the name itself. See you next su summer. Um, everything about it, like it seems like. Oh, actually, oh, I'm sorry. See you next summer is the label. The band is 44 caliber love letter. Which, holy shit, that's a screamo <clears throat> name. Yeah. But it was described to me as having beat-down influence. Well, there's two things I don't like. I just can't imagine that's true. And if it is, I can't imagine how it's executed. But I guess if we land on it, we'll see. Then we have Quarantine. This is a new Philadelphia hardcore band with their demo. This was sent to me by Shane from uh, Tortured Skull and Anthropophagus. 
Uh, speaking of which, Anthropophagus, if you liked the band, that we played them several, I don't know, five, six, seven episodes ago on the show. Loved it a lot. They have a uh, second pressing of their demo tape is up right now. I'm going to pick one up probably during one of the breaks of the show today. I just didn't get around to it yesterday. If you liked that and you missed out on the tape the first time, it's up online. Look it up. You're, if you type in Anthropophagus band tape, I'm sure you'll find it. I don't have the link on hand. Then we have got Sick Ones. This is another return from last week or the week before. It is a new UK band. Uh, then we have got Wall Creeper. This is one that was submitted to us by two or three different people uh, over the last, I don't know, month, two months. It was in the queue a uh, few episodes ago, and we just didn't get around to it. Then we have got The Mist with their Future 7-inch. This is a Cleveland, Ohio band. I put two and two together and figured out that Mickey sings and does guitars in this band you know mickey from cleveland she used to play in new creases okay who are fucking awesome um i met mickey when one of her other bands played at the house her and troy from new creases were in a hardcore band yeah what the hell was the name of that band it was a really like gimmicky name um i can't remember the name off the top of my head Yeah, i don't know i i remember I, i was like probably 20 21 and i remember very distinctly i had never had kombucha before and yeah. she gave me a kombucha at the at the, the skate park. And I took a sip of it. I was like, yeah, this is solid. And she was like, oh, shit, wait, are you straight edge? I was like, yeah. And she's like, oh, no, there's, like, alcohol in that. And I, like, looked at it. I was like, well, I mean, it's like a fermented beverage, but, like, it's not, like, alcoholic. But she was very concerned that she had accidentally broken my edge. And now there is alcoholic kombucha. Because, you know. Yeah, there has to be. You know. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes, of course. We once lamented at the uh, pho spot down the street from my place that yeah. they have boozy bubble tea now. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, why, why does ev- why do you have to turn every everything into a poisonous concoction? Right. It's it's uh it's um, infantile. Yes, it's very fucking stupid. Right. As if as if bubble tea needs to be any more infantile. It on it honestly raises it it raises my straight edge hackles, which have not been raised in a long, long time. But <laughs> right. when I see that sort of shit yeah. and I see the fucking you know the beardos and and, uh, and the uh, the big glasses crowd fucking sipping that shit and joking yeah. about uh, I don't know the shit they joke about. What are they, what do they fucking talk about? They might talk about the hip new show, right? Right, right. Sure. What's the hip new show? <laughs> I'm proud to say I don't fucking know. Right, they'll joke they'll joke about yeah. the hip new show. Something on Netflix, and they'll be like, you know, this is kombucha. It's really good, but it's also 14 percent alcohol. It tastes like a nice IPA. <laughs> It makes me want to fucking castrate them and feed their nuts to their fucking kids. Yeah, I feel that entirely. And then last up, we have another return. This is Human Ignorance with their release, Human Ignorance, from Massachusetts. Like I said, this was in the queue quite a while ago, maybe you know, three, four episodes ago. We didn't get around to it. I was really hoping that we did just because it looks like something very sick that I want to hear. So uh, that's it. That's what we got in the queue this week. Why don't we roll the dice to see what's up first? Okay. Five. Okay. All right. Well, five is 44 caliber love letter with a hedgehog's dilemma. This is on seeyounextsummer.bandcamp.com. Uh, yeah, I am, I am kind of confused by this entire situation because I'm going to hold up. I'm going to double check the email from this, this person just because the band camp is see you next summer. But all of the releases on here are by 44 caliber love letter. So mm-hmm. one must assume that 
This it's, is it's a, a label. It's a one-person run net label for hardcore and its subgenres. I would. I want to assume though that this is probably a label run by one of the people in forty-four caliber love letter. I would have to assume that too. And if it's a label run for hardcore and its subgenres, um, they only have four releases. Three of them by the same fucking band. Yeah. So just say it's a it's a net label run for forty-four caliber love letter. Right. So I don't know if this was actually submitted by somebody in the band. Uh, it's it was it was submitted by Noah Clanky, um, Swedish screamo, self-described as having some beatdown influence, hmm. uh, which, like I said, is you know not promising. Yeah, I don't know. We'll look. The, the name of the band is terrible. Yeah, it's not good at all. Not also, good at all. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's not a good uh, it's not a good name. The aesthetic is not really not really interesting me. It's not really very interesting to me. Right. Um, lots of like, uh, you know, awkwardly. I, I get the vibe, but there's a lot of like, like social awkwardness. These people feel like they're they're socially awkward. I mean, the name a Hedgehog's Dilemma comes from like the dilemma of intimacy between two people. Right. Yes. Give me a fucking break. Right. Right. Then they, go. Then go jerk off. Fuck off. They also. <laughs> They also have a song on here called X Emo Violence Crew X. Also, the period in 44 caliber is in the wrong place. Right. Right. Yeah, it's it sure .44. Is. It's not right. 44 point. Right. I guess you wouldn't know that living in Sweden. <laughs> sure. You guys aren't fucking packing heat like us Yankees. Right. Yeah. That's right? true. Right. You don't have a house full of guns. Shit. I got 10 44 calibers upstairs in my closet right now. Do you have yeah, they're all six shooters. Is that true? Yeah. True. I mean, I know you have a lot of fucking no, guns. No, I don't have I was going to say, don't, you don't, don't have, have a that 44 many. caliber. No. I was going to say, I know you have a lot of guns here, but I would be surprised if you had 10 44 calibers. Yeah, just in case one goes down, I got nine backups. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, what song do we want to listen to on here? They're all, you know, between about a minute and a half and two and a half minutes long. Most of them airing on the between minute and minute and a half. Let's side. find the one with the dumbest name. I mean, so it seems like this is also straight edge on top of being screamo with self-described beatdown influence. It seems like a nightmare, honestly. Unbreakable vow. I mean, yeah, that's pretty uh, good. There's, there's also X emo violence crew X. But yeah, I don't know. That's like that That's the shortest song. It seems like it might be sort of a, you know, a jokey, a jokey song. Yeah, I kind of want to. I want to listen to. Unbreakable vow. Okay, because we've already made it known how we feel about many straight edge lyrics. Yep. Right. So uh, we are going to hear Unbreakable Vow by Forty Four Caliber Love Letter off of their record A Hedgehog's Dilemma. Yeah.
politics. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> that that was that was the song "Unbreakable Vow" by Forty Four Caliber Love Letter off of their release "A Hedgehog's Dilemma." And I'm not trying to be a dick by laughing. Uh, I am. That was uh, that was very bad. Yeah, it was super dumb. Um, I remember booking shows at the house, right? And it was it, we we get like a band from Sweden, or, you know, a band from Europe. And it was always like super cool, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you get a little bit of a cultural exchange, right? Uh, you don't care too much what they sound like because it's just dope that you're having some people up sure. from halfway around the fucking world, right? right? Of course. Um, I would be I would be genuinely disappointed if I booked this band. Yes, yes. I, w- I would I would immediately if if I were at a show. Mm. And this band started playing that song, I would immediately leave. Yes. Yeah, I sure would. Immediately. I would probably stick it out out of morbid curiosity, like, okay, what's going on, what's going on here? Yeah, maybe if it was the first song. Yeah, if it were the first song for sure. Right. I'd but I'm like, not I'm not here? sticking around for the whole set. Um this is this is like um this is giving me shades of like uh, sit downs at shows, right. story time, right? right Where people right. would sit around the fucking band while the emo band while they play, mm-hmm. and people would start crying for no fucking reason, <laughs> right? Right. Um, it's all it it's all um it all seemed rather trite and affected. Sure. Um, I will say this. That was, I think, the first time I've ever heard a song where a band sounded depressed about being straight edge. <laughs> yeah, no shit, <laughs> right? Yes, yeah, that so, was like so. That's why it was so fucking funny. I to mean, me. they they are they are true till death, but it sounds like they might be uh, they might be entering the completion phase of their life at any moment. So <laughs> that sound, could be an, a matter of hours. They sound like they're about to rope. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're about to rope. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. They're about to rope. <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh, that was dumb. Yep. The lyrics were atrocious. The music was horrible. Yeah. Uh, I never want to hear it again. <laughs> Fix the name of your fucking band. Stop playing that horrible shit. Right. Um, there was no beat down in there. No, there wasn't. And like, again, it was, I'm not sure if a member submitted it. I don't think so. Then uh, from what I saw on the member list, I don't think it was a person uh, from the band that submitted it. But like. They said in the email that they this band had self-described beatdown influences. In the description that I was reading of the band that they gave about this release, I didn't see that anywhere. Maybe they just misremembered something. Maybe it's somewhere else. Either way, whether that's inaccurate reporting by the person who sent it in or the band does indeed describe themselves as that. I mean, we heard one song. This That was not apparent in this song if that does indeed exist. I hope to Christ it doesn't exist because I don't need anything else exacerbating what is already very bad music. I can tell you that I will never know because I'm I'll never, never going to listen right. to another song yeah, sure. this band does. I, never. Why would you? And this is a perfect example that the grass isn't always greener on the other side. We might talk shit about stupid American bands and their stupid fucking straight-edge lyrics yeah. and might be think, oh, prone to give a pass to somebody who you know isn't from the States and bringing things from a different direction. Sure. Nope. Um, this just goes to show you that there are clogged toilets full of little straight edge turds over there. (laughs) So yeah, I wasn't like offended by this on any level. I just thought it was genuinely really, really fucking funny. Yeah. There has been a joke going on since at least I would say the nineties, because that's when Euro hardcore started developing its own identity and scene. I mean, there were European hardcore bands before that. Of course there was Larm and there was like, BGK, sure. Right. I mean, lo- loads of them. Right, right. loads of them, and lo- and and loads of like mainland European uh, like punk stuff that predated hardcore. Tons of stuff. But then in the '90s, there was like, I think 
maybe for the first time this sort of weird like mirror image reflection but it was like a fun house mirror kind of you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. it was like a fun house mirror with like a few exceptions there were some scenes we talked we've talked about like the hate thousand scene and stuff there were definitely self-contained little communities over there that were doing really cool things and there were a ton of really cool european hardcore bands in the 90s and there there continue to be today but there has been a running joke for like at this point probably 30 years about just shit getting lost in translation on its way. Yeah. And like Euro hardcore kids just like not quite getting it. Yeah. Like something just something gets lost in translation. There's a band they've talked about it. I I, I found out about them through Axe to Grind. It's an American band. I don't think I've showed you Nate. It's an American band who does like they're doing like a Euro hardcore band like like cosplaying as a Euro hardcore band. Okay. They're called Monkey Fellow, okay, which is great because there's also been like a long history of like lost in translation, like word like word salad band names. Forty four point caliber love letter. Yeah, sure, like just lot shit that just doesn't quite translate. So there's like this band Monkey Fellow, and it's so fucking funny. It's like really bad, like poorly translated lyrics and stuff. This is seems like a case of that because there were definitely. Uh, you know, there's maybe a mi- I saw a misreading of the firestorm lyrics in here because they say the the firestorm came, yeah, but, but I, I remained. Right. Well, the firestorm was coming for the drug dealers and addicts that the, you opposed. The firestorm was the straight edge fury of the '90s. Right, exactly. Right, the gangs that were right. coming, carving X in your back. <laughs> right, exactly. Right, they were coming to stab your local drug dealer. Yeah, and like beat the shit out of your family because you guys were drinking beer and then you were going to carve X's into your fucking foreheads. Right. Take everything you have yes. and use those stolen goods to fuel the straight edge war machine. <laughs> exactly, yes. Right. So it makes sense that you su- survived the firestorm because it wasn't meant for you. You were supposed to be the one perpetrating the firestorm. Yeah. But yeah, I can't say much more about this. I mean, it was just like really bad in every conceivable way. There was nothing good about the music. As you pointed out, yes, probably the first time I've heard somebody actually sound, at least on a track, depressed about being straight edge. Maybe these are young kids. You know what I mean? They sound they sounded kind of young. I hope so. I hope so, because that means you've got time to outgrow everything that is presented here and to do something better, hopefully. There is a, a long history of Scandinavian punk and hardcore that you can pull from that is really cool. So maybe stop doing this and... Uh, do something else. Yeah, maybe that, that would be my that would be my, that's my personal suggestion. My number one personal suggestion is to um, uh, issue anything that ends in the letters E M O or begins with the letters S C R E A N. There you go. Fair enough. Uh, let's roll the dice to see what's up next. Nine. All right, cool. I'm glad we finally got around to this. This is Human Ignorance. The Bandcamp is humanignorance.bandcamp.com. Like I said, this is a new Massachusetts hardcore band. Uh, well, I guess not new, new. This came out in February of last year. I th- It looks like, you know, raw punk first wave hardcore stuff. The artwork certainly does, the name. They got Bilbo you know. Baggins holding the uh, bass guitar there for him. Uh, do they? Yeah, look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bassist does kind of look like Bilbo Baggins a little bit, huh? But all in all, we said I like I like disheveled weirdos, yep, right? For and these sure. guys look like they're having a good time. Yep. Genuinely happy disheveled weirdos. Yep. So, you know, do your thing, Bilbo Baggins, but sure. fuck you. <laughs> the songs are a lot of them are clocking in around a minute or less. Yeah. Um well, there's one that's three seconds. There there's also one that's seven seconds. 
Huh. Well, those. I mean, that's a classic hardcore move, right? Yeah, that's a thing that's been done since since Jump, basically, of having like your little mini song in the middle. You suffer. Right. Right. But even before that, I think that it existed. Man, I don't know. Can I can't think of a shorter song than "You Suffer" before "You Suffer." No, I no, that's true. I can't think of a shorter song, but I can think of maybe examples of like hyper like mini songs mm-hmm. thrown in there. Like even like even Husker Du on yeah. like Land Speed Record was doing like twenty second songs and right. shit. You know, right, right. So uh, what's on? I kind of want to listen to two songs. Not let's not do Prelude. Nope. Maybe let's do "Hate Your Freedom" into Incel. Yeah, yeah. That's those still are the two. On, those are the two I was looking at. Yeah. Um, there's no lyrics, unfortunately, so I'm hoping that we can glean. Shitting in public is a fucking good name for a song. That is a really good name for a song. Right. You want to listen to that one? No, I do want to. I wanted to do Hate Your Freedom and Incel because okay. uh, I think uh, Incel is like the Incel phenomena uh-huh. is hysterical. It is, yes. Right. Right. Um, so I kind of want to listen to those two. All right, cool. So we're going to listen to Hate Your Freedom and Incel by Human Ignorance off of their release of the same name. We just heard the songs Hate Your Freedom and Incel by Human Ignorance off of their self-titled release. So that sounded like shit. Yeah. And I loved it. Yeah, it was it was cool. I have a feeling like, you know, this band was going for like really blown out crusty sound. Uh, well, I mean, at least that's what the recording got, right? Right, sure. Uh, really blown out crusty sound, sort of like sloppy, crusty riffs, mm-hmm. but with hardcore parts in it. Right, yeah, I think yeah. it's a pretty good combination. I agree. Yeah. I like that in general. Yeah, it sounded um, like larm with mosh parts. Yeah, 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 and, and exactly. Yeah. And when I was thinking too, like um, with the first song, "Hate Your Freedom," um, just with like the, the the noise of it, it reminded me of uh, Human Greed. Off sure. the Human Greed shit fit split. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Um, I've never even listened to the shit fit side, but the Human Greed side's so fucking good. Yeah. Um, it just sounds like a bunch of static with three people barking over it. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think it's winning. I this is a sort of thing though where the production of the of whatever the recording. Mm-hmm. 
the production or lack thereof might right. mask the actual proficiency or lack thereof of sure. the band. Right. Right. So yeah. this could be really good live or it could be a total shit show. And the right. only reason it sounds good is because it sounds so fucking bad on recording. That's possible too. Yeah. Right. Um, but that said, I like this. I have lots of stuff that sounds like this. Mm-hmm. I don't always revisit it because a lot of it is on like seven inches buried deep in my fucking collection. Right. But I'm generally speaking into ultra noisy shit like this. For sure. This was actually recorded by Shane from Tortured Skull and Anthropophagus. Okay. And so he was probably going for a certain sound then I imagine. For sure. Achieved. Yeah, indeed. And uh Mastered by Will Killingsworth, Willie okay. Killy. Willie Killy. Who I told you recently, actually, Shane is good friends with Willie Killy. Okay. So Willie Killy is kept abreast of all of the Willie Killy-related developments of the podcast. Well, Will, you did a bang-up job on this one again. Yep. Put another fucking mark on the bedpost for Will <laughs> Killingsworth and the Hardcore Mastering Factory. Yes, indeed. Um, and I've said before, I really, really like Will Killingsworth's uh, like actual production, like when a band records with him. Like, if we ever get a, a band off the ground and got the money to fucking like go, get out of town and record, I would definitely record with Will Killingsworth. Yeah, for real. His shit sounds fucking good. Yeah, for real. Um, but yeah, Shane, you, uh, you definitely achieved an incredibly raw sound on the recording with this that works very well for the band. It's blown out raw as fuck. It, I, I love recordings that sound like this. And there's a variety of, obviously, a variety of, like, styles or genres that this fits. Yeah. Power violence. Sure. Right? If the crossed out, I've said before, if the crossed out power violence has had, like, power violence, if the crossed out recordings had, right. like, a modern, clean recording sound, yeah. you would not like them. Or you wouldn't like them nearly I mean, as much, you at least. Need, you need to hear it sound like it was fucking recorded through wax paper. Right, yes, for sure. Right? It's a crucial component of that entire listening experience. Yeah. For sure. Uh, yeah, I liked this as, uh, just as much as you did. It's rad. I also, you know, historically speaking, uh, I have always loved shit that sounds like this ever since I was first exposed to it. That crossed out shit um, was definitely some of the first, like, PV shit that I heard. Blown out recordings like this from the moment that I heard them when I was a wee lad, I was like, okay, this is uh, basically, this is antithetical to everything that I have understood about music and what the goal of recording music is prior to this moment. Mm -hmm. And merely that, like, merely the shock of hearing that for the first time was enough to, like, make me perk my ears up. And then it was very quickly thereafter that I learned that I really liked this and I never really looked back. I mean, if, 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 like, the foundation for your like stew mm-hmm. of music is scum, right? Right. Yep. And early extreme noise terror. Sure. You know, if, if that's what you're into, like, like basically at the time, what was legitimately anti music, right? Um, yeah, this recording is spot on. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. And I gotta say, as a personal note too, yeah, looking at the photos of the band, yeah, the fellow up front with the shaved head, uh huh has a genuinely warm, inviting smile. He looks genuinely happy to see you. <laughs> he does. He looks... Yeah, you're That's right. That's a great picture. It is a That's good a picture. That's a great smile there, pal. <laughs> yeah. These look like guys who I'd like to spend some time with. Yeah, they like don't if look... That, if, I, if, I, if that guy were sitting on my couch, you know what I'm saying, at a show, if I booked these guys and he was like, hey, how are you doing? It seems like I would want to sit down with that guy and really engage in a nice conversation. Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's any tension, any pretension that's, yeah. that's coming off here. No. Nah. Uh, Good job, guys. You look friendly and you sound great. Yeah. They have a very long This Is For You manifesto, too, that I read the entirety of. Oh, yeah. It's pretty good. Okay. Well, I'm not going to read all that bullshit. But, right. Um, yeah. Good job. Pretty good. Like it. Yep. He, they, they, uh, they, they 
thank many people and say that this is for many people, but never the haters, the Philistines, or the enemies. Okay, well, I... Am I all three of those? A hater, a Philistine, and an enemy? Yeah. Both of us are, depending upon who you are. Yeah. It's all a matter of perspective. Yeah, for sure, right? Yeah. So uh, you want to roll the dice, see what's up next? Yeah. That was good. I really dug that. Dug that. I'm glad that we finally uh, got around to it. Yeah. One. Okay. One is Coolside. The Bandcamp is indecisionrecords.bandcamp.com. The release is Exploration of Self. This came out in March of last year. So it might be a little ways down the page. Let's see. Yeah, they've, they've put out a handful of things since then. Oh, they also put out a uh, the last School Drugs release. School Drugs is actually playing in my house. It shares members of Gel. Really cool stuff. They're yeah, playing in my house next month. Indecision's a label that like has some really good releases that I like. Yeah. And then lots of stuff that I have no idea what it is. For sure. Oh, they put out the fucking uh, Modern Color, Portuguese Ben 7-inch, too. That band fucking rules. That was one of the first bands... If not the first, yeah, actually, I think that was that band played the first show that I booked at the Bug House in March of last year. Okay. So yeah, the Indecision is evidently still putting out some pretty cool shit. Um, okay. Let's see if Coolside is uh, among it. Like I said, the live show I remember being fun, but beyond that, I can't really remember anything about them. Mm. Uh, I think I remember it being kind of straight ahead, like bouncy hardcore, but I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah. What uh, what song do we want to listen to? I'll pick one. Okay. Um, honestly, let's just listen to the first track. It's it's representative of the rest of the the, the song lengths on the on the record. So okay. if it, if it proves to be an intro, we can listen to the second one. But yeah. if not, let's go ahead and listen to either live or live. Who knows? Okay. By Coolside off of their rec- uh, their record exploration of self. All right.
We just heard two songs off of Exploration of Self by Coolside. We heard the song Live and the song Shades of Confusion. Ah, uh, that was good. What I what I would consider summertime hardcore. Sure. Yep. Uh, informed by like late nineties, early two thousands hardcore. Yep. Right. Informed by more twenty year old modern hardcore instead of, you know, the absolute roots of it. Right. A lot of like band I mean, obvious like Bane. Sure. Right? Yep. We don't need to go we don't need to go any deeper than that. Right. Um, I call it summertime hardcore because it just reminds me of like that's the kind of shit you fucking break out uh, just cruising around with your fucking windows down in the summertime. Right. Right. Yeah. That's you know fucking riding around bombing around town on your bike. Yep. Right. And you got your fucking headphones in or whatever. That's what you're listening to. Sure. This is summertime hardcore. Uh, it's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, solid. Yep. Sounded good. Mm-hmm. Hit all the right notes. Uh, it was aggressive. Um. Not as much melody as some of those bands that you might hear from yeah. that era, like yeah. you know, turn of the century. But uh, yeah, solid. It's it's right in line with what I expect from Indecision. Yes, very much so. Right? If I think of if I'm if I were asked to think of like a classic Indecision record sound, yeah, this is definitely right right down the middle. Right. Um, this is probably pretty representative of what most of the releases that I personally own that came out on Indecision sound yep. like. This yep. kind of stuff. It is very much summertime hardcore music. It's even though it is aggressive and it's not hyper melodic, it is still, at least for me, kind of feel good hardcore. Yes, that's that's exactly what I mean by summertime. Yeah, right. It's it's stuff that I put on when my mood is a little bit lighter. Right. I mean, I didn't. There are no lyrics. He could right. have been. He could have singing about like you know the malaise of humanity. Sure. Right. I don't know. Right. But musically. But musically. Right. It, uh, it makes me feel. Uh, a little more positive and like like a little more gumption for sure this is not this is not mosh hardcore this is uh, stage dive hardcore yes you know what I mean this is it's uh, anthemic without being corny without sounding like it's trying to be intentionally anthemic or hyper powerful it's not crossing over into that uh, incredibly corny world that you can get into if you take this to the next logical progression and add a little bit more melody or yeah. a little bit more intentionality but behind your like lyrics and you're trying to infuse a, uh, a hyper positive message in this anthemic quality right but it still has it right but it seems like it's more of like an unintended side effect of just the music being like driving and well put together yeah it still has it still has sort of that anthemic quality but you're right it doesn't get corny and I right. like earlier I compared it to Bane I think that's one of Bane's major downfalls is Shit is fucking corny. It can get pretty corny. I really like Bane, but they're also a band that I got into very, very early in my discovery of modern hardcore. So maybe if I heard them right now when I was 30, I'd be like, I'll oh, take it or leave it. It's great, right. but who cares? Right? right. Like, like I like a few Bane releases, primarily like the really old, the early stuff, like the yeah. Holding This Moment 7 Inch yeah, and, and stuff like that. I don't listen to them a lot. I've seen them a bunch. And always, yeah, it we al- played with them. Yeah, we played with them. And yeah. it always, we were them one night. We, yeah, yeah. Well, when we played with them, you introduced us as them. That's right. Yes. Um, but uh, it always seemed to me like th- that Bane was just two fucking heartbeats away from some dude fucking crying about being stretched <laughs> to the limit. 
Right. I don't know that it was two heartbeats away from that. I think that probably occurred at many yeah. main shows. Yeah, it's, that's, that's shameful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, th- yeah. But this is not this does not quite get there. It's really well executed. Like I said, it's uh, the production is good. It's clean without being overly polished or sterile. Right. It still hits hard. The songs are well written. They get in, they get out again, as we've said a million times and we'll say a million times more. A very important trait to have in ninety nine point nine percent of hardcore. You know, there's one song on this over two minutes long, and it's the last song. So I'm Quasar. Quasar, yes. <laughs> um, Quasar, which, again, assuming there's probably some outro quality to that. You know, I did hear there were there was a little bit pre-98 to 2000 stuff. Like, I heard notes of Instead in this, sure. which makes sense because they are a West Coast band. Sure. Um but yeah, ultimately, again, not something that I'm gonna revisit time and time again. But if it came on, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna change the channel. It falls in with a cadre of other bands that sound like this right. that I think are solid. Yeah. Whether or not I'm a uh, uh, avid, you know, avid listener. Sure. Right. right? Exactly. On frankly, it does blend in with a lot of those bands. Sure. They're they're, yeah. they're broadly indistinguishable, and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. For sure. So yeah, cool side, pretty cool. An apt name. Yeah. I also like that name a lot for whatever it's reason. Pretty, yeah, cool side. It's all right. I like it. What's uh what's next? Uh five. All right, let's see what that is. One, two, three, four, five. All right. This is Sick Ones from the UK. The band camp is sickones.bandcamp.com. Yeah. This is a three song release, Candid slash the step slash exit years. They describe themselves as a hardcore punk slash new wave band. If uh as we've said about other things on this, if they blend those two they, if they blend those two influences well, I will like this very much. The picture is interesting, the like the band image, because they look like just straight-up hardcore people. You know what I mean? They look like straight-ahead hardcore kids. They're wearing, like, we got, like, a camo car hard jacket. We got some OG Vans. We got some Nikes, some well-cuffed jeans. Yeah, we've got a dude doing, like, a fucking youth fucking jump off the right. whatever the fuck it is they're sitting on. So, but then the artwork is definitely not straight-ahead hardcore stuff. No. But it's very well done. It's, like, done by clearly, like, a professional graphic designer. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, you know one of the songs on this is 38 seconds long the other is two and a half one is a little bit over three so having this described as hardcore punk slash new wave and then like the mashup of how the band looks and the aesthetic it's it's a weird vibe yeah i think that yeah it is a weird vibe i'm not really sure what to expect here me neither i think we should listen to candid and then the step those two tracks together okay because there's still less than the third track, The Exit Years. It seems like the step, may, maybe the step is like a transitional song between the two. Like That's an what I mean. I want to I see what they do. Because there's no there's lyrics to Candid and Exit Years, but no lyrics to the step. Oh, then let's just listen to Candid. Fuck that second song. Yeah, because I think the step seems like it might be like a musical interlude between those two other which songs. Which is a, a, On a three-song release. Which is an absolutely ostentatious waste of time on a three song release. Yeah, yeah. And now we don't know if that's the case, but considering there's no lyrics for it and there are lyrics for the other two the other two I, that's, I'm gonna I can that assume that's the case. Yeah, I can assume. Yeah, that is a that is a waste of space on a three song release. That is that is uh if you're keeping count one strike. Yeah, do better. Um let's listen to Candid then. So we are going to listen to Candid by the band Sick Ones from the UK.
All right, that was the song Candid by the band Sick Ones from the UK. Uh, so as that song was finishing up, I kind of stopped reading it and just reading the lyrics. I'd read them through and sort of... Uh, oh, yo, you want to kill the uh, oh, yeah. ox real quick? And listen to it. I got to say, it grew on me as the song went on. Yeah. Went out. I like that. Yeah, it was cool. We It was catchy. Mm-hmm. Um, it was anthemic. Yeah. It was aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a good, like... Now, last last week we had Guerrilla Warfare. Yep. Who, despite all the new new metal, you know, fuckery that they had, right? We both agreed were good at what they did. Sure. Didn't really like it. Right. Right. Yeah. This had a similar bouncy jump the fuck aspect up to, with it, but yeah. without the new metal. Sure. Yes. And that made it much more palatable. Right. Yes. Um, really catchy sort of like snappy vocal delivery. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that you could hear her accent. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um. Yeah, this grew on me, and I didn't hear I didn't hear a lot of new wave in that. No, not at all. What I heard was sort of like post punk from the '90s, yeah, like Shotmaker or Fuel or something like that. Right. I heard that sort of anthemic sort of post punk in there, even, rather even than like Orange Nine Millimeter or something. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. It's, cl- it's way closer. I'm, and I'm not I'm not drawing a direct line from from that to this. I'm just saying it's that's way closer than new wave yes if i if i had to categorize this as having outside influences beyond hardcore i would definitely say like heavy alt rock and like 90s post hardcore for sure yeah i mean even even like like weird alt rock Mm -hmm. you know what i mean sure like maybe swirlies or something oh yeah 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 i was gonna say too i mean i think this band is from manchester you know the home Famously of Creation Records, mm. that first riff that I heard with like the drum production and the I was even like immediately transported back to like Creation Records sure. type stuff. Sure. You know what I mean? Like even like the spacier Stone Roses. Yeah, um, there's definitely you can hear the DNA of Manchester in this band for sure. Um, so yeah, I would say definitely maybe not a great self description, but it is. There are distinctly like hardcore parts, and there are like yeah weirdo like heavier '90s alt rock parts in here, and I think it works really well. This also isn't the only example of a, a UK band that's doing this right now. Um, one of the biggest bands out of the UK right now is Higher Power, who does basically bouncy, high energy hardcore uh, meets Jane's Addiction. And for me, the that formula sounds pretty good. I don't know if you like it or not. I mean, like, okay, so Jane's Addiction is pretty played. I, I fucking love early Jane's Addiction. I like, I like early Jane's Addiction, like, but as far as, like, culturally and its sure. exposure, it's kind of played, especially if you're, like, my age. Right. Um, that shit was fucking everywhere. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that was, like, that was, like, the token MTV alternative right. sort of, like, band to point to. Sure. Right. But at the same time, that doesn't sound too bad. No. I, I would be interested to hear what you think of it. I really like the new record. Um, it's a lot of fun. This is not that far off from it. Higher Power is definitely way more sort of straight ahead. Um, hardcore, as far as their influences, is a lot heavier and a less less side-to-side sort of traditional hardcore in its approach. Yeah. But this isn't miles away from that. It would be cool to hear more stuff like this out of the UK. If that becomes a uh, a trend in UK hardcore, I certainly wouldn't be mad at it. I think they blended those two worlds really well. Like I said, maybe not the best self-description because I didn't really hear any new wave in this, but it was really cool. What I did hear, I liked a lot. I would be interested to uh, hear the other song off of this release. And yeah. Is that the... They have a few releases out before this, Yeah, right? they have... Um, a f- uh, I don't know. It's a six-song... I would call it an EP. Yeah, a right. six-song EP called Find Energy. Yep. 
but it's only on CD. Oh, okay. I ain't word. buying that. Yeah, nah. Uh, put it on cassette. Yep. Put it on vinyl. I'll buy it. Looks like they've been around for a few years. They've they been had around some, for a few, a few years. Some, I, something came out, and looks like their first thing came out in April 2017. Yeah. So I'll check out. I'll check out the rest of their uh, their repertoire here. Yeah. Um, they've got a yeah. They've got some other things. A split with a band called Dive Bomb. I like their logo too. Their logo's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'd like to hear. I'd like to hear this compared to their older stuff. For sure. See where it is, because maybe that's where the new wave shit is. Perhaps, yeah. Um, and then if this is like, you know, just sort of a three-song promo mm-hmm. with the rest of this, if there's more output recorded here, yeah, what that's going to sound like. For sure. Agreed. But what I heard, I really liked. Uh, I can't remember who sent that to us. I'd have to, I'll have to check and see and, uh, and hit him with a message, because I like Bob that. Turds. Bob Turds. Shout out to Bob Turds for sending that over. Um, we got time for a couple more bands, I think. How, how far into that? Yeah, we got time for a yeah, couple more. Yeah, we got time. Ready? Yep. Six. All right, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, and six. All right, six is The Mist with their future 7-inch on Just Because Records. The band camp is themistcleveland.bandcamp.com. This is just a one-song single. I want to know. Um, Tradition... <laughs> What? What's up? <laughs> nothing. Uh, nothing. I thought you were making a statement, not the name of the band. Oh. No, or not the name of the song. Oh, okay. The Mist. Uh, this is just a one-song single, I Want to Know. <laughs> and I thought you were going to follow that up with, like, this... I Want to Know Why You Would Do This. Right. No, no, it's just called I Want to Know. Um, I really have liked Mickey's previous bands. I know Mickey is a connoisseur of power pop. I saw Tony Erba share this the other day. I know Erba's homies with Mickey. Uh, Erba's always big, big up to Mickey's various projects. But like, I, if if you can trust anybody's uh, anybody's opinion on like rock and roll, Tony Erba is definitely a guy whose yeah. whose suggestion I would uh, I would take seriously. So if he's big enough, big enough up in it, and it's got Mickey in it, I assume it's probably pretty good. So let's listen to the song I Want to Know by The Mist off of their future 7-inch on Just Because Records. Okay.
All right, that was the song I Want to Know by The Mist off of their Future 7-inch. That was solid. It was awesome. Also. Super catchy, super catchy chorus. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was good. Enjoyable. If you're familiar with, like, previous, I guess, previous efforts by people in this band. Yeah. It's right in line. For sure. It's just pretty much straightforward, you know, fucking rock and roll. Yeah. The chorus is super, super catchy. Um, also, the name of Mickey's hardcore band that played at the house was, was Heath Dedger. That's right. I knew it was a punny name. Also, I forgot to mention Mickey also played in one of my favorite Ohio, Ohio bands of the last you know decade or so, Nervosa. Sure. Who were fucking great. I think, yeah, which I think maybe, I don't know, was like kind of the, they were kind of a big deal. Yeah, yeah, they were they were popping for a minute. They were just a two-piece, I want to say. Yeah, I can't remember. I've got the I've two got or three piece. Most of their output though, it's really good. Yeah, maybe three. They were a three piece. Yeah. It was like her, one other dude, on I want to say on bass and vocal and then guitar, and bass, and then a drum, and then like a drummer. Yes. Um, but yeah, Nervosos were fucking great. We played with them in, at the fest in Dayton. Oh yeah, that we played yeah, yeah, with yeah. like it was like fuck you pay me us. I Nervosos. almost didn't make it because I was trapped. It. Right. I was entombed in a basement underneath a DDR machine. That's correct. So yeah, Mickey has a history of being in really good fucking bands. This is certainly no exception. I expected to like this. I did like it a lot. That chorus is already stuck in my head. The rest of the 7-inch came out, and because uh, this is just a promo off of it that they released in March of last year. The actual 7-inch dropped in September of last year. Um, came out on Just Because Records. You can order it still at justbecauserecords.bandcamp.com. Seems like a travesty that this is still available and, since it came out in September of last year, because this is really fucking good. Yeah. Um, so go order one of these. This is fucking awesome. They have a show. Well, looks like the next show they have is in... August in Cleveland at Now That's Class. I don't know if they have a show before I think that, that. was last August. Uh, you think so? Yes. I don't know. The, usually the, the shows on, on the side there are, are updated automatically, but it could be from last August. You could, I don't know. It just seems odd that they would be up, that far out. That's true. But, I mean, yes, that's, that's, that's entirely possible. I don't know. Assuming you can find, uh, you can find this band has a social media presence or something like that. If they're playing near you, go see this because I imagine this would be a lot of fucking fun to see live. Yeah. And again, like I and I think one of the members played in a band called Light Years from Ohio, who I think I used to be label mates with. I feel like that band was on No Sleep, but I could be wrong about that. Um, but everybody in this band has like a solid pedigree. They're good players. I imagine this would go off live. It's three piece power pop. As long as all of the players are good, it's hard to fuck that up. Yeah, that's that's a formula that you know, right. This also made me want to go back and listen to the New Creases material. Yeah, so that's what I thought. This was a much more like rock and roll version of New Creases. Right, yeah. The New Creases is like more like straight up classic like 90s early pop punk stuff. You know right. what I mean? That And it's so fucking good. But I really, really like Mickey's, uh, Mickey's voice and vocal delivery in yeah. general. So uh, cool. Yeah, that fucking rule. Let's, uh, let's roll the dice, see what's up next. I think we got time for one more and then a couple phone calls maybe. Well, this is it, Pulpit. Are your knees sore from right. bending them? <laughs> we might have time. We honestly might back, have time. Is we your might. back lashed from self-flagellation? Have you shown sufficient fealty? We'll find out. <laughs> we might actually have time for two more. So Four. All right, let's see what four is. Four is not pulpit. But I think, depending on how long we talk in this next week, we might have time for another one, honestly. Um, so I don't think that this band is actually on Bandcamp. I looked. It's very new. It's the band Quarantine from Philly. Uh, they released a demo. It's on YouTube, on the Damaged U Damage United uh, YouTube channel, which only has seven subscribers. This was sent to me by Shane, like I said, from Torch's Skull, Anthropophagus. 
He recorded the Human Ignorance uh, release that we listened to earlier on here. He said it was good. Uh, he also said it had members of like a bunch of different bands. So I was like, okay, cool. Well, that's probably um, probably a good sign that this does not suck. Who did he say it had? Members of Chain Rank, Green Beret, Blackout, Machine Gun. I mean, that's okay. a good fucking resume. Sure. So I assume this is going to be good. Uh, I will, in case you're not aware of this, by the way, because some people ask me about it. If you listen to this on Apple um, and probably on Stitcher, I know on Spotify and shit, if you go to the show notes, we put links to all of the music that we listen to in the episode. So even if you don't catch the band camp or whatever, you can just go to the fucking show notes and click on it. It'll take you right there. So I'll put the YouTube link to this demo in the show notes. So we are going to listen to, it's 10 minutes long. Whoa. Well, it's, it's the whole, it's a whole demo. Oh, okay. yeah. It's, not, <laughs> it's the whole demo. So luckily, okay, cool. Luckily they put, uh, they put like the song, like hyperlinks to yeah, the different songs in there. Yeah, yeah. So you just want to listen to the first song? Okay. It's a minute, 28 seconds long. Okay. So we're going to listen to Targeted by Quarantine from Philadelphia off of their demo. That was the song Targeted by Quarantine off of their demo. Uh, Lo-fi, low-brow, aggressive, hardcore punk. Mm -hmm. What's not to like? Sure. D-beat influence. D-beat influence. um, Harkening back to, you know, the earlier roots of hardcore. Yep. Um, There's pretty much nothing to like there. Nothing to not like there. Nothing to not like there. There's there's tons of saturation there with a ton of other bands that do it. Right. So it's not like this is really standing out head and shoulders above anybody else. Right. Um, you know, but uh, still good. Yeah, very good. Would check them out in the show. Would buy that fucking demo if I saw it. Definitely. Um, so yeah, I liked it. Um, but uh, you know, I, I like it in the same way that I like most pizza. You get a really fuck it right. up for me not not to like it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, I will say I liked that a lot too. Uh, I felt essentially the same way that you did about it. It was a high bar to. I mean, it, yeah, it's a high bar to leap over when you're, you've previously been in Chain Rank and Green Beret. Uh, that Up Against the Wall LP by Chain Rank is eh, one of my favorite hardcore releases the last five years, probably, I would say. So that's a really high bar for me personally. I fucking loved, loved Chain Rank a lot. I'm bummed that band is gone. Um, Green Beret also, again, very fucking good. 
this stuff is clearly made by people who know what the fuck they're doing. I think maybe the fact that it's less memorable is intentional, right? I mean, it's not as, especially Chain Rank. I mean, that band has fucking riffs that you remember. They have like right. really catchy parts. That stuff is more in the 86 mentality lane. It's like not a world away from this, but it's like a little bit more. A little more songwriting went into it. Right. It's a little, it's a little bit stompier. It's catchier. It's, it incorporates the more anthemic and melodic and uh, like rock and roll oriented. Sure influences of like traditional like boston hardcore sure. and, and stuff this was it seemed to be intentionally lo-fi low-brow right exactly like i said this is way more d-beat influenced than something like chain rank you could hear that d-beat influence especially in green beret for sure um but this is more in line with um something that's coming out now like loose nukes or something like that yeah. but but not but not quite to that quality, right? Yeah, yeah, It's not yeah. quite that standout. Now, the rest of the release might be. There's nine songs on this in 10 minutes. They get in, they get out. Um, and I did like that song a lot. I'm definitely going to listen to the rest of this. I, I, We're listening to one song that was a minute long, so we're talking out of our ass on this. Um, but, I mean, as we are with most of these bands, right? I could be proven wrong. Could be any, proven wrong. Any number of times. Uh, but I did like this a lot, and there might be more that sticks with me uh, throughout the rest of this release as of right now I could definitely see this getting lost in the shovel shuffle like I it didn't immediately fly into my like oh shit this is one of my favorite no, things I've heard this it year it didn't slap me in the face as soon as I heard it right but it was good I liked right. it no complaints about this whatsoever I will say that the um the you know weird fucked up skull face yeah I hope that's what I look like like the last 10 years that I'm alive <laughs> Just to, like, torment the people yeah, around you? fuck it, right? Yeah, fuck it. Like, the last 10 years of your life have to be the worst 10 years of your life, right? <laughs> it depends. Well, it depends if, if you're leading up to it. You know what I mean? If you know if that. If it just happens suddenly. Like, right. if, if if I were to die now, right. right, the last 10 years of my life have been pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. Right? But leading up to it, let's say that, like, you're getting to the point where you're okay with looking like that skull Like 90 head. to 100. Yes. Yes. Or, you know, 70 to 80. Right. Whatever. Right. Sure. When you know you're in the, like... You're in the home stretch. Right, yeah. Right? Uh It's got to be the worst 10 years of your life, right? (laughs) Your family's all dead. Right. Your friends are all dead. No one wants to be around you. (laughs) And if they do, it's out of fucking pity. I don't know if that's true. Right? Like like the fucking, you know, oh, this World War II soldier passed away and nobody came to his funeral. So Reddit got 2,000 people to show up to a funeral home that was totally unprepared to hold 2,000 people. Like... It's, maybe some people think that that's like a nice thing. Uh-huh. I think that's awful. Right. Right. Uh-huh. Like imagine how horrible the last 10 years of that guy's life had to be that literally nobody showed up at his funeral because everybody was dead. He was probably <laughs> wishing he had died along with everybody else. Right. Yeah, maybe. I had an aunt. She was my grandmother's best friend uh-huh. and she was her sister-in-law. So she was like a blood relative. Right. My aunt and my aunt Sarah, mm-hmm. sweetest little old lady. Her and my grandmother, you know, were connected at the hip. Mm-hmm. My grandmother passed away, I would say probably seven to 10 years before Sarah. Okay. I shit you not. Uh huh. Every time I talked to Aunt Sarah after that, and we made it a point to, you know, to keep her close. Sure. Every fucking time I talked to her after that, she would without fail tell me that she's ready any day to join my grandmother <laughs> for, for the good years. Lord to come get her for the yes 
Oh, Jesus yes. Christ. That's bleak, right? dude. And I mean, she still went about her thing, right? right. She, she she lived in a little apartment. Right. She made cookies. Right. She did all that, right? And she was always happy to see us. Right. But that tell, yeah. right, just cemented in me that, my God, it must be horrible being old. <laughs> Right. So if you're going to be old, like yeah. the last 10 years of your life, you might as well be horrible. Right. I want to walk <laughs> around with like a fucking missing eye and like bone, like cheekbones exposed right. and like, you know, ne- necrotic face. I want to walk around with this weird, maniacal, busted tooth grin on my face everywhere I go. Because right. no one wants to come near me anyway as an old man. And I don't want your fucking pity. So I want you to re- recoil in horror <laughs> when you see me. Fair enough, I guess. Right? At least yeah. if, like, 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 maybe that you have some modicum of, like, self-determination over the last 10 years of your life. Right. Right? Instead of just being a busted old fucking bone sack. Right. Right? <laughs> You're yeah. like a busted old bone sack with a fucking attitude. Right, yeah. Right? Uh-huh. So people aren't avoiding you. People would avoid you anyway because you're fucking old and smelly and alone. Right? <laughs> right. But now... You've taken control of the situation. You've made your horribleness your own. It's on your own terms right. now. Yes. Right. And you can go out and, you know, with your fucking skull head, be like, I'll have a biscuits and gravy <laughs> at like a fucking, you know, restaurant and then just chew with your fucking skull face and like right. smell like shit uh-huh. and then laugh. And it's your private, you know, it's it's like you become your own supervillain in your own world. Right. Yeah. Right. Sounds pretty cool. It does sound. It sounds better than you know, outliving everybody you know, and then fucking going slow and alone. You fucking <laughs> drop dead in your house or your apartment. Literally, no one's there to check on you, right? Yeah. And, and honestly, that's better than fucking going out the way that like some old folks do in an old folks' home, uh-huh. right? I don't need to be fucking. Holy shit, are you kidding me? Like, I want to go live with a bunch of fucking old syphilitic people because <laughs> syphilis and shit like that runs rampant in old folks' homes. That's true. Right? They're all I, fucking, too. Yeah, oh, God, how horrible yeah. must that be? <laughs> right? Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? There's no way, <laughs> right? would be sick. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. So I would rather fucking live alone as hard as that must be and die and die that way. But then, right. like, you know, what do you find? You, people just find you, what, some some months later? Yeah. Right. You're just a fucking pile of like hair mass and putrescence and adipocene <laughs> that has stained the wood flooring. <laughs> right. Right. Fuck. No thanks, man. So- Give me the skull head. <laughs> Let me fucking terrorize people, and then I'll like, you know, go fucking jump in front of a fucking school bus. Give them something real to really think about the rest of their lives. <laughs> Something tells me there are more positive outcomes to an end-of-life experience than the ones you've outlined. Every old person that I've seen die, it's been miserable. <laughs> and guess. I've seen a few die. I guess, man. I've seen a few go, and it's been, it's been miserable. I, just, I know a lot that have had the last 10 years of their life be pretty good. Yeah, but it's fake. I don't. It's not real. It's not real. It's it's like it's not real. It's like a participation award. Oh, hey, uncle, you live to be eighty years old, and they treat you like a little fucking kid. And you're like, look, we don't treat my grandpa like that. Yeah, well, your grandpa's an exception, right? Well, my fucking grandpa, we threw to the dogs. (laughs) Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We threw him to the dogs. Right? Uh-huh. No muss, no right. fuss. Yeah. Right? But, you know, it's like, it, it feels like a participation trophy because you know, trapped inside that fucking 80 year old head uh-huh. is like 
a 25-year-old man just screaming to be let out. <laughs> like, give me anything other than what I have, please. <laughs> right? Right, yeah. Right? Probably. And, you know, like, it's got to be the fucking worst. It's got to be the fucking worst. It's, so yeah. make me look like a fucking mutant, right? Like, yeah. give me exposed skull bones, right? <laughs> give me busted rotten teeth, right? <laughs> Give me fucking metal claws for hands because my hands were amputated for some reason. Yeah. I want to go reason. The last 10 years of my life, I want to take control of by making myself as horrible as possible. I want want to inflict my horribleness on those around me. Well, I hope our friendship has come to an end by then. Well, I... That sounds awful to be around. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds terrible. Well, yeah, one of us will probably be dead by then. Yeah, I, I, I would think so. Um, also, a note on, like, you know, people in, in, in old folks' homes fucking. Because I was just talking about this the other day to a friend of mine. I just turned 30. Oh, I just wanted to say, too, uh, pulpit, sorry you didn't pray hard enough. We're, I, we're off on a tangent. We're not getting to you. I think we are. We're, we're just at over an hour. We'll see. We if can... we drop the songs in, like, we're still only going to be, like, an hour 15 tops. Well, let's just follow this old people fucking thread and see where it goes. I, I don't have that much to say about it. I was just, I was having this conversation the other day. I just turned 30, and I can barely be bothered if it requires me going out of my way at all, at all, to pursue sex, right? It has to be presented to me as an option that I can then choose right. to pursue. Right. If it requires me breaking plans, if it requires me going to a place, in anything, right. I pretty much don't pursue it. And I'm only 30. So I cannot imagine being 80 years old and overcoming the sheer disgust with my own body, the disgust with the, disgust the, with the disgust else's. with others' bodies, right? right? The the horrid environment that we're in, right? The diseases, the physical ailments that we're fighting through, yeah. just to fuck, yeah, poorly. Oh man, the fucking bristly gray pubes of a toothless granny, the fucking pissy flaps, Ugh. the fucking. <laughs> Oh, pissy flaps is a sickening fucking the fucking uh, like whizzle uh, little stick right <laughs> hanging down. Dude, calling right? a penis a stick is such a gross fucking the term anyway. Whizzle little stick, uh, the fucking like flaccid O rings that just sort of like uh, seep. You uh, know what I mean? This is our most sickening episode yet. There's no way. And then on top of that, you know they've got syphilis? Yeah, dude. Are you fucking kidding me? Jesus Christ, dude. Fucking, you know, get the fucking drawers off and it's like peeling tape off a stick of butter. (laughs) (laughs) Right, all that. Just to fucking get your nut? Yeah, dude. No way. No way. No fucking That's way. That's why I want to be a skull face when yeah, I'm old. Right. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I, I mean, fuck, dude. I'll, I'll start a and d group in the old folks' home. That's a good way to pass time. Mm. I don't need to be fucking... Actually, if, if any of my relatives ever try to put me in an old folks' home, I'm going to disappear into the forest and you're never going to see me oh, again. Oh, for real? I'm going to die in a week. Yeah, I'm not going to a fucking no, old folks' home. Not a chance. No, I'm going to the casino in the deep woods and playing a little Russian roulette. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> so I think we do have time for one more band. It might not be Pulpit. It might not. But I think, I think we've got time. Okay. 
Let's roll the dice. We got four four to choose from. Three. No, sh- I shit you not. It is pulpit. It is pulpit. Yeah, we had we had four up. The dice landed on pulpit. So the bandcamp is pulpitatl.bandcamp.com. The release is Salt the Earth. It is a five song EP. It was described to me by members of the band as metal tinged hardcore thrash influences i mean the logo and the artwork appear to be it looks like a a baby being baptized in blood we've spoken on the show occasionally and personally frequently about how we would like to get a little bit more involved with satan a little bit more in touch oh so yes i so i feel that in my heart i am very in touch with satan yeah same however i want nothing to do with people that are right yes yeah, so like joining the satanic temple or anything i know like that, why, right? why why do i want to talk to you about that shit what why why right mm-hmm. i don't want to i don't want to be around groups no. i don't want to be around no. people that are of like mind right we generally speaking sure and I have zero fucking interest in people that feel the need to wear, like, basically anything on their sleeve. Right, right. I don't want to be around you. Sure. Right? Fuck off. Right. And we kind of talked about that maybe last episode of the episode before. I was recently thinking, though, about, like, you know, and we've kind of touched on this on the episode, too, but, like, Pascal's wager states that, you know, this was a, I don't know, 16th, 17th century philosopher or whatever. Can't remember when precisely. I think some it was. Old I ass think it was dude. in the 1600s. Just some old right? ass dude. Sure, and his the Pascal's wager is essentially that a rational man would choose to believe in God just in case he's wrong. Because if he is wrong, it's his mortal soul that's on the line. Whereas if he's not wrong, he's got nothing to lose. For me, it's precisely the inverse of Pascal's wager. It's that in a funhouse mirror. It is better to believe in Satan so as not to miss an opportunity to serve him in the hereafter than to not believe in Satan and then miss a chance to do his dark deeds for I, all eternity. I tell you what, if there's any chance, you're right. You got to go with it, right? Yeah, you got to go with it. I, yeah. I, you have to go with it. You right. have to go with it. And not only that, but you have to take it a step further. Uh-huh. You're, you, you know, your you're immortal soul, uh-huh. the key phrase there is immortal. Right. What you're going to do. Right. Train. I've got all oh, the yeah. to train and <laughs> yes, get ready, yes. and then I become the god killer. Right. I kill them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kill them all. Yep. Come back to Earth. Kill everybody on the fucking planet. Well, I watched. I'd go to fucking God and kill their fucking Jesus. Right. <laughs> I'd shove. I'd shove Jesus's fucking head right up his own fucking ass, <laughs> and then fucking boot his ass down into a lake of fire. Right. right. I'd fucking. I'd, I'd make Jesus eat the nuts of little children all over <laughs> Earth. Right? Make him choke to death on, like, little 10-year-old nuts. And I don't give a shit about the 10-year-olds anymore either because, fuck, I'm immortal. We've already talked right? about this, right? Yeah. Right? We're serving Satan now. I, I, I All am, bets are off. I am beyond your ideas of fucking good and evil. Right. I, I am transcendent into eldritch ideology. Right. Pure fucking black chaos. <laughs> right, exactly, right? yes. Right? You will, you will, I will die... And then some millennia later, I shall split the fucking sky in my fucking multi-tentacled return <laughs> right. as I wring the life out of every fucking fearful monkey on this planet. It's the platonic ideal of black metal. Right. Um, you know, and I've been re-watching the Spawn, the 90 Spawn series, and I've been rereading a lot of Spawn recently because I have a fair amount of Spawn trades in my comic book collection. And I find myself often sitting with a certain amount of resentment for Al Simmons because he's constantly tormented about the fact that he's been thrown yeah. into this position as as 
as Satan's reaper of souls. And I'm like, I would kill. I'd yeah. kill to be in your fucking position, Well, see, dude. all you have to do is kill to be a reaper of souls. Exactly. I need to start doing some bad deeds. That's right. I've been living a pretty clean-cut lifestyle up until now. I need to start getting into some shit so that Satan casts his fucking glance up at me and goes, okay, take note of that one. When he gets down here... We need to fucking bring that dude into the fold. He knows what's good. Here's another fucking end-of-life plan. Not only do I want to look like a skullhead to keep everyone away from me, uh-huh. I mentioned this when we were in Richmond, right. devote the final years of my life <laughs> yes. to a decade-long ritual where I just basically put all of my psychic and fucking cosmic energy into sowing chaos in the universe, right? right? Yes. And, then my, and, and as I'm laying there in the fucking street, the school bus is hitting me and my skull head is looking up and I lay there. I just see like an orb appear above the <laughs> earth and send out fiery fucking tendrils that cl- that basically begin to like rend the planet to pieces. Right. Right. Oh, man. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yes. I, I wish to become entropy incarnate. Yes. Yeah. So on that note, let's see if pulpit can keep up with our hatred. Uh, because they got the imagery. They got a, a baby being baptized in blood. Yeah, but, but do they have not, the conviction? You know, here's the thing about that baby. Uh-huh. It's fake. That's true. We're, we're it's, as, it's not we're even, as real it's as not even a real picture. Right. Paul, but if you were coming fucking hard... You would get a real you, baby. It's not hard to get a baby. And it ain't hard to get blood. You got relatives, you got babies. Right. Right? Ain't hard to get blood and candles. Dip that little fucker in, in blood. <laughs> right? Go, go hard, go real. I'm telling you what... Any one of your fucking transgressive heroes from the 80s, that's exactly what they would have fucking that's done. That's true. They ain't pussyfooting around with some bullshit and some fake-ass fucking artwork. <laughs> They're going to get a baby and dip the little fucker in blood, and that's a big fucking strike on your part, pulpit. Yeah, that's true. So you fucking half-stepped before we've even heard a note of music, and we're not happy about I'm it. I'm telling you what. That'll be the next PTR. I'm going to get a fucking baby and dip it in fucking blood. <laughs> I'm fully about that. And then I'll stand there, like, holding it. Like I'm, a, I'm 100% about that. Right. If we can somehow acquire somebody who is down to let us dip their baby in blood. If anybody's listed and they got a baby they want dipped in blood, get a hold of me. <laughs> you, can get, you can get at me through Gray. Yeah, through he is email. my gatekeeper. Right. Um, and we can make this happen. Well, you described me as your intern when we were in RVA. RVA That's I, true. I don't know how I feel about that, but... <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of true in that you, when you need something looked up, you just kind of look to me. Uh, I'm kind of like your executive assistant. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's just listen to the first song. Okay. So we're going to listen to Hive Mind Hubris by Pulpit off of their release, Salt the Earth.
All right, we listened to two songs off of that release instead of just one. So we listened to Hive Mind Hubris and Malice of Caligula by Pulpit off of their EP Salt the Earth. That was okay. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Uh, kind of hamming it up. I think we agreed with some of those riffs in the first song. Yeah, a little hamburger. A little too much whiskey and smoke for me. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it was sounding good. It was recorded well. Sure. I mean, uh, what can you say? The first one of the first things that comes to my mind is an obvious comparison to like a a band like Weed Eater. Sure, um, a little faster, right? You know, more more like uh, you know, I guess upbeat and and straight metal in, in many areas. Right. But uh, a lot of that in there, the, the vocals even sounded like Dixie from Weed Eater for sure. Um, sort of buried down in the mix, and I did like the fact that he was buried in that. Agreed. Uh, the guitar t- the guitar tone sounded good. Yep. Uh, nice and big and warm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the recording, I mean, the production recording was all pretty pretty solid. Sure. I just heard a ton of stuff like this. Yeah. And uh, I, several years ago, stated that I never want to hear another band that sounds like this. Right. I've softened on it, right? <clears throat> yeah. Um, I've softened on it some, because I used to listen to a lot of stuff that sounded like this like 15 years ago. Sure. Um, 10, 15 years ago. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's well done. It sounds good. It's... Uh, not a head and shoulders or even uh, even a head <laughs> right. above other stuff that I've heard that sounds like this, though. Right, yeah, exactly. Um, perfectly competent. Wasn't mad at any of this whatsoever, but I don't think that I would go out of my way to necessarily put this on. The amount of Southern Sludge that I like is fairly minimal. I mean, it's not a huge scene. So I like the giants of that scene for sure. I like I Hate God. That's literally virtually the only one that I listen to with any regularly. I listen to a shit ton of Crowbar. I like Crowbar a lot. I know you hate Crowbar. Crowbar is just a fat guy crying. (laughs) That's not untrue at all. That's a correct assessment of Crowbar. And I I don't want to hear a fat guy crying. I love it. I don't. I typically speaking also don't want to hear a fat guy crying, but I really like Crowbar. For what it's worth, I like down and stuff too. I heard some influence, some down influence in this, in that first riff on the first song for sure. I like that stuff fair enough or well enough. Um, you know, I like some of the bands that. I mean, I even like fucking Pantera and shit, but I also like the bands that influence Pantera, like X Hoarder and shit like that. There is plenty of Southern metal that I enjoy, but like I said, it's by and large sort of the giants of that genre. There isn't a whole lot of stuff that's like contemporary music influenced by that that I really listen to. You know, this falls right in that category. Uh, probably not something that I would go out of my way to put on, but if it's on, I'm not mad at it. If, you know, they play a show at my, at my house, I'd watch the set and I'd enjoy it well enough. I'd pick up a tape, but it probably wouldn't find its way into my day-to-day rotation. This is this is something that I would expect to hear at, like, Kuma's Burgers. Right, exactly, exactly. Right. It's just, like, a little outside my purview. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a little too much beard hair. Yeah. A few too many patches. Yeah, exactly, man. Um, yeah. It's too bad. It's like, it's like, false battle vest music you know what i mean like is there a such thing as a true battle vest at the, in 2020 absolutely not right absolutely not no unless it's like actually like drenched in blood right yes right yes but then i mean 
nobody wants. I mean, literally, you're you're, you're a felon, right? Yes, right. Yeah, to that's obtain that. that comes with its own set of problems, right? Um, yeah, no. In 2020, there is not such such a thing as a true battle vest. That is correct. That has been a passe thing for a long time. So we, we on the topic of battle vest. So Paul, but that was fine. That was that was well done. But it wasn't stand out from anything else. It sounds like that. That was uh, Kuma's Burger Rock. And I will say before you go on in, in your your battle vest related uh, diatribe here. This is also a classic instance of, at least in my opinion, a metal lyricist going through a, thesa- a thesaurus. Yeah, there's too much in there. Because there are, there are words in here that I, I, I am by no stretch of the imagination a genius level IQ here. I am not an academic. Right. I'm pretty articulate. I'm pretty well read. Again, not a genius. But I would say if I had any strengths, it would be literary. It would be verbal. I have a fairly well-rounded vocabulary. I got a pretty good vocab. You know, most of these words I would not think to use even if I were not not most of, but a few of them. I can I can tell you that like with very rare exception would I think to employ them ever. That's because it's hard to pull them off. Right, yes. Right. And and yes, so I like the sound of the the, the vocalist. Um, comparing him to Dixie Dave, I think was apt. Sure, uh, I liked the position of the vocals in the recording, but yes, and I did kind of skip over that. Too wordy. Yeah, too wordy. You're trying too hard to fit too many, poly, you know, polysyllabic words into you know the span of one measure. Yeah, just don't. And and sir, and you can t- and the thing that gives it away that you're like you're scanning a thesaurus on this is that there's some syntax errors in here that like don't really make a whole lot of sense. Like marks on our brows denoting unnatural relevance. What does that mean? That doesn't mean anything. That sounds like something that a Swedish band wrote. That's not that's, that's not a sentence. It sounds like something a bot would write. Don- denoting unnatural relevance to what? Right? That's an at best an incomplete thought, at worst a complete misuse of the word relevance. Um, there are just some, you know, drink the chalice. You drink of a chalice, you drink from a chalice. You don't drink a chalice. A chalice holds a beverage. Or I do drink a chalice of chocolate milk. Drink a chalice of something, right? right. Yes. Used as a standalone sentence. I, you know, I, I hate to be Professor Gray here and, and nitpicking. You are nitpicking. Usually it's me that goes in on shit like I'm this. I'm just saying, though, I, anytime that I see sort of like try hard metal lyrics where it's very clear that you're trying to go above and beyond your actual skill level, your actual literary skill level, it becomes like very apparent. And I'm just like, just t- just take it down a note. Make a caveman. I, I don't know if this guy's going above his, his skill level. Um, what I will say is it becomes jumbled. Yeah. The delivery is the 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 delivery is marred right. by this like need to fit polysyllabic words into like I said a measure yeah be less verbose less verbose uh, more more uh, more uh, Iggy Pop sure less um, less Emerson you are gonna evoke a lot more menace in a simple delivery than you are in trying to pre- present this like you pointed out just like a, a word salad of multisyllabic per- words perfect example Right. And, and maybe that's because, you know, you know, you, when you're writing lyrics, you're, you're writing about a specific topic. Right. Sure. Like um, hive mind hubris. Right? right. So, you know, he's trying to, to get across a certain point and, and deliver it with like a, a, a sense of maybe like a certain poignancy. Right. But um, menace is the key to, is the key phrase here. Listen to Weed Eater, mm-hmm. who I've compared these guys to a few times. Right. 
uh, much less verbose, right? Much more to the fucking point, and much more menacing. Agreed. Yes. So your battle. So that to to wrap up on pulpit. You know, I wasn't offended by any of this whatsoever. Delivered fine. Production was good. Kind of cool. Just a little bit outside my lane. Would, would probably wouldn't revisit it. I was just gonna say my battle vest thing. Um, I I honestly can't think of a more um, retarded look <laughs> than like a forty year old dude wearing a long sleeveless denim jacket with. Maybe forty patches on it. Right. Yes. I get it. You like fucking metal. Right. Fuck off. Yes. Right. It is a bad. Look. It is. It, it, it is. It is comically bad. Yes. I. I. I it, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's probably worse than embroidered jeans. Bad. Ooh, yeah. It's definitely. It's definitely towing that line. It's 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 tiptoeing right, right up to right. it. It it's, might be crossing over. The fucking the beer belly, the paunchy flesh, the right. the poorly maintained frame because you know, uh you're a fucking lazy idiot that smokes and drinks. <laughs> right? Right. And then you, you, you Sorry about that. As always occurs, we record too long, the computer gets doing too much shit, the uh the the audio engine overloads and dumps out. But yes, a paunchy fucking right. mess of a person. Right. right. And, and you try to mask your paunch number one with like a fucking uh, monstrosity shirt that's fucking one or two sizes too big so right. it can cover your fucking grade two panis that usually hangs out from <laughs> underneath your shirt right. Right, as your belly flaps over. And you, then you put on this absolutely absurd mm-hmm. art garment of clothing which is only meant as ceremonial costume right right yes it is it is literally a masonic robe of retardedness <laughs> right <laughs> that you put on that I has really, i really wish i could make that the title of the episode but i think we would get shadow banned by itunes on that yeah. one I, I i think we would we would actually get in tr- like we could potentially get in trouble for that i, I can't think of a better phrase for it right, <laughs> right yes no I mean, that, that's it, it, that it is, is very good it is in the truest sense of the word like poorly developed poorly thought out right yes and not up to speed right, right yes right that's not a besmirchment on people with mental disabilities it right. is a statement of the word <laughs> yes, right indeed yes and and like so you've got this absurd ritual garment on that has you know say a back patch that you know isn't going to be one of the top banger bands. It's not going to be a Candlemas backpatch or something right. like I was that. Just, my head went it's, immediately it's, it's to it's gonna be like It's going to be like a fucking hypocrisy fucking backpatch. Sure. Right? Yeah. If there was ever a forgettable fucking, uh, you know, death metal band from the 90s, it's hypocrisy. Right. Right. And there's a hypocrisy backpatch on there. And then all around it, completely framing it, above the hypocrisy backpatch is an ovoid in some way. Right. right. It's not rectangular. It's right. usually ovoid of some band's fucking logo. Right. Right? Down the panels are little two-by-three embroidered or silkscreen, you know, five-color silkscreen patches of all your other favorite stupid bands. Guaranteed, like, Dissection is one of them. Right. Right? 
guaranteed you've got a storm of light lights bane fucking two by three <laughs> screen printed dissection back patch on there. I think you're giving these people too much credit to be frank. Right. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. And, and, but then you've also got stuff like um, you have like Raven and Anvil patches that you fucking ordered off now, of. Now you're getting there. Right. right. You have yes. like Raven and Anvil patch, patches and, and maybe even a Hallow's Eve patch right. that you ordered off of Hell's Headbangers. Yeah. And you'll, you'll arrange these all perfectly and you'll probably get your fucking wife to iron them on because you're too fucking stupid to do it yourself or too fucking lazy to actually sew them on right. and so they're ironed on on top of that right you look like a fucking cretin you look like a fucking weeblo that has completed every fucking scout patch he could get and has it all over his fucking shirt cool you like heavy metal i guess you like beer too off yourself and honestly I was talking to like a friend of ours and new Patreon donor, Adam Lewis. Oh yes. Um, about this last night. It's it's one of the reasons why I will not go to big metal fests right. like MDF. Yeah. Because the entire thing is a circus of shit. Right. I don't want to look at these fucking people. No. You know what's even funnier is when they can't fit patches on their jacket anymore, mm-hmm. so they sew extensions. I've literally seen that. They, sh- yeah. they sew extensions yeah. on the front and back as if they're like some sort of... Mongoloid dwarven miner from Faroon <laughs> wearing a tabard before they go off to fucking work to mine turds, right? Right? Right. It's unfucking believable. And 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 man, it makes me ashamed to be in that age class. Yes. It is the definition of not aging gracefully. Yeah, it's right. What you should do is go home. Find $45. Right. Go to an Army-Navy store, right? Mm-hmm. Plenty of nice things you can find in an Army-Navy store that look fine. They look clean cut. Yep. But they also have a certain fashion sense, right? I get. I have a lot of stuff from right. Army Surplus stores. Take that $45. Yes. Buy a World War II era bayonet. <laughs> Take the bayonet home. Bury the hilt into dirt or, you know, maybe make like a little a little hole and solidify it in cement, something where it's anchored firmly into the ground uh-huh. and then fucking sit on it. <laughs> right? And sit on it. Uh-huh. That's what you should fucking do. Yeah. Because I don't want anything to do with you. If you look like that and you see me, uh-huh. don't ever fucking say anything to me. <laughs> don't approach me. Right. Right? Yeah. Because you're a fucking poser. That's I agree with all that. I, I there's there's nothing I could possibly add to that. So we'll right. just we'll just call that rant there. Yep. Uh, let's listen to a couple phone calls real quick. Okay. And then we'll peace out. Let's we'll right. see what we got. Hey, uh, this is Larry Cargis. I just wanted to thank you guys for the most recent episode of uh, Demolition. Um, I was driving some cold, gray flat Akron, Ohio, to cold, gray, flat Euclid, which is next to Cleveland, Ohio, to my job, where I teach nonverbal preschool-age children with profound disabilities to identify letters and letter sounds and colors and numbers and things like that, and uh, it was incredibly helpful, incredibly helpful and enlightening to hear uh, your take on the functions of the universe and the impending asteroids. So 
I am now braced and girded and ready to enter in my school, my classroom, which is a renewed vigor. And uh, I just I just can't thank you guys enough for getting my day started right. Because either that or listen to whatever nonsense is on NPR about that fucking circus in D.C. I appreciate you guys, and uh, keep up the good work. Later, Jen. All right, so I'm going to, in post, try to make that as loud as I possibly can. That was definitely the quietest, quietest phone call that we've ever gotten. He was telling us secrets. He was telling us secrets. He was whispering secrets. He thanked us for our takes on the universe uh, about uh, you know bringing an asteroid down and ramming it through the Earth. Um, he said he listened to it on his way to teach nonverbal, profoundly learning disabled preschool-aged children, um, and that it girded him for his day, and right. he felt a, a renewed vigor. Right. Now, I can't tell how much of that was facetious or how much was real, because he said, you know, it was either that or listen to whatever bullshit was on NPR. Right. Uh, NPR is indeed filled to the brim with bullshit, overflowing, you it, might say. It certainly is. Uh, I listen to NPR once in a while to get my updates on how horrible everything's going. Sure, yeah. Um, then I, I used to listen to it a lot more, but now so I, I basically I. just turn it off. Yeah, me too. I can't take it anymore. I can't either, man. And uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like the, the uh, equivocation and the pussyfooting around that NPR does. I sure don't. Um, and I sure as fuck don't like them telling me what media to consume. Oh boy, I tell you what, if there's one person who, uh, who I can't stand to hear anymore, it's Terry Gross. <laughs> yeah. Oh please, Terry. Tell me again about this book about what it's like to fucking work in a Lego factory as a blind woman in uh, Antebellum South, right? Wow, that what a what a wonderful interview you had with an author that five people know about. Oh, cool. Let's hear what let's let's hear what uh, uh, I don't know. Let's listen back to your interview with uh, Lou Reed and what he thinks about the current state of hardcore. <laughs> Right? right? Fuck off. Yes, I agree. Right? Go home to your fucking hoarder house full of books and magazines. <laughs> and uh, think that's how Terry lives? I have to imagine. She said before that her husband is like an author, I think, or something. Uh-huh. And that they have lots of records and books. Yeah. So I just imagine like this house just filled to the brim, just corridors of books and, 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 sh- and dusty old records waiting to fall over. Right. Right. Go back there. Don't ever talk into a mic again. I was say, don't, don't, don't ever leave. Right. Lock the door behind Lock you. Lock the door behind you. Yes. And you can, you can fucking listen to all the fucking Joni Mitchell records you possibly can. <laughs> right. Right. Um, I will say shout out uh, to that individual for uh, doing a job that desperately needs done. That is yeah. a thankless job. I've worked. I've. I have both worked with children, and I have worked with developmentally disabled adults. I have never worked with developmentally disabled children before, but I can only imagine imagine a marriage of those two worlds being especially challenging uh, for everyone involved. For everyone involved, that is again a very thankless position. But somebody's got to do it. So shout out to you for doing that. We simply sit in a basement and pontificate about the various people that we would like to exterminate and the chaos we would like to reek in the name of the Dark Lord. So right. you're doing something actually constructive. Yeah. So shout out to for you spending your uh, your precious free time listening to us. Right. Let's uh, let's do it. Let's do another message. We got a couple more. 
We got time. Fuck it. We'll give we'll give them we'll give the people what they really want. What, what Two are you, solid hours of us <laughs> ranting and raving. <laughs> Let's see what's next. Hey, Gray. Hey, Nate. Longtime listener. Uh, occasional shit talking caller of tragedy. So, listen to that band with war, and I've come to the conclusion Flag Bearer and with war, not only stop music, but we need to build a time machine. And that time machine needs to go back to the birth of your parents and to euthanize those fuckers. So, you two, your bands never happen. Those kids in those bands should never have been born. They should never create music. They should never touch instruments. They should never even conceive the thoughts of being involved in hardcore, veganism, whatever. As a fellow vegan and a strange person, I hope that everyone in with work breaks, both of them, and never come looks back. And they're found in some fucking hole where they're fighting the good fight with their good old hands, knives, guns, whatever, instead of some making some dog shit music that I literally thought about putting a piece of dynamite next to my phone and setting it off. As for Flag Bear, the love of God, you fucking inbred idiot, quit. Your shit sucks. I can't believe... I know kids jock it, and y'all are hard as fuck, but, like, let's be honest. You all like to say the word faggot in your sleep, and when you see someone walk down the street, you're like, oh, it's a faggot there. And as a fucking queer person, I get it. Your inner homophobia is sticking out because you're still in the fucking closet. All right? Quit to. We don't need that bullshit. We don't need that hickus, whatever the fuck it is. I can't really write music for the save my life. That's why I don't do it. Y'all are examples of people who decided to do it when they shouldn't have. Peace. Um, hopefully one time we'll be able to meet. Shoot the shit. Love all the shit you're doing. Work of Wolves is fucking sick. Kill Surf City is sick. I showed a friend that. They want to have sex to that. That's sick. Y'all, peace. That's the kind of call I like. Now, that's content. That's the kind of energy I fucking so that's like. So that's a listener giving his own take right. on a couple bands that we did not like. Yeah. Um, and he didn't pull any punches no, either. No, they sure didn't. In fact, insofar as stating that the the members of With War should not have been conceived. <laughs> yes, yes. To make a time machine to euthanize their parents. Right. In fact, right. that's what he said. Right. And uh, I like it because um, it's treading on controversial ground. <laughs> sure is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we say some shit. Uh-huh. We talk some shit. Right, yeah. Right? I'll tell you to kill yourself. I don't give a shit. Right. You're probably not going to do it, pussy, but you might. <laughs> Right? Right, yeah. Talk some shit. Uh I don't think I've talked about basically committing familial genocide (laughs) just to avert your birth. Right, yeah. Right? So that's a different take on it. And then as far as Flag Bear, I was trying to think who that was, and that was the Retribution for Your Crimes band. From Florida? Yeah, was that the Retribution for Your Crimes? Maybe. Maybe. Right? We we really didn't it like it. It was really low brow fucking we, we really didn't like knuckle it. dragon shit. I will say I think one of the members follows me on Twitter and interacts with me every once in a while. Seems like a very chill person. I'm sure they are. Yeah. Right. Uh yeah, I didn't like that either. Um so yeah, bring it, man. That was some good content. That was really good. That's 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 right in line with the energy of the show. Now now, now Flag Bear, 
balls in your court. Flag bear and with war. And with war. Yeah. I, I have a feeling that flag bear would be more prone to listen to us continuing than with war. I agree with that. Yes, entirely. Right. I think with war, if they even got an inkling that they were featured, might hear 30 seconds and shut it off angrily. Right. That's the vibe I get. I could, yeah. I could see members of Flag Bear still listening and going, all right, let's see what these fucking morons have to say. Right. Like I said, we've had at least one person who I know for a fact listens to the show because they think that we are idiots. And yeah. revel in hearing our stupid opinions, yeah. which is a good energy to have. Yeah. So now... We need the inverse of, we need that same energy, but from the inverse side, right? From the opposite side. Now we need either a band to come back or, or, or some haters of the show to call in because that's the type of energy I would like to hear from our detractors. And I know they exist because I see your fucking one star reviews, you fucking cowards. Call in. I want to hear your voice say it. Don't fucking, don't click on the internet. I'm ready to hear you talk some shit. I'm ready to hear your idiotic critiques of what we do. Let's listen to let's listen to at least one more message. Okay. Because I think we have a couple. Uh, just from what I'm seeing of the transcripts, I think we have a couple good, a couple more good messages. And do we have some Patreon shoutouts to get to as yeah, well? Yeah, we got a couple. Yeah. Okay. All right. That was that was our friend Adam Walker calling in and playing us the song Bringer of Death by Danzig. You hear Danzig hee-hawing at us over the little speaker <laughs> through the phone, yeah, yeah. which I liked. He sounded more more like a donkey than ever before. Yeah. Um, you want to go with this? Because we did listen to the entire record. We did. I actually told Adam that we listened to the whole record. Yes. He hit me up and said, so what's what you're standing on well, now? Well, we'll put it out, in the, out, on the, uh, out officially now. It fucking sucks. It's not good. Nope. Uh, there's a couple of tracks that like I'm like okay this is this is a Danzig song sure but I think you and I concurred that basically every song on that album was Danzig trying not to write a Danzig song right yes he was he was trying to hop on any sort of like alt metal trend that was happening at that moment in time like there was a riff on there that was a straight up rip off of Liar by Rollins. Yeah, band. I mean, it literally sounded like that. Yeah. yeah. And I can't remember what song it was. Me neither. But yeah, it was it was him trying to write anything except for Danzig songs. I, I think we said that the best song on that album was Invocation. Yeah. The last song. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that eight seconds of nonsense? Yes, that yeah. was the best song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was going to say, I think that was just like an eight second noise song. Or something. And, and, and the thing was, like, I don't think we thought it was horrible. But in the context of it being a yeah. Danzig record, right. it was horrible. Because immediately after we listened to that, we listened to Danzig 3. Right. And right away. Yeah. Right. I mean, it was no comparison from, no. The, from the production of it. Right. Because there was something really off about the production of, the, of, of Danzig 4. Yeah. I mean, that record, Danzig 4, I'm pretty sure, was produced by and engineered by a different team yeah. that did Danzig 3. 
and it shows. And they were going for a more commercial sound. I mean, there's no denying that, right? Like, if you listen to that record, there's no way you can in good conscience honestly say, yeah, they were going for like a raw sound. They were they were clearly trying to cross over and write some hits and do something that would catch the zeitgeist at the time. And they failed miserably to do so. It did not work. And yeah, we listened to... And I think that we did that the right way, too. We listened to Danzig 4 first so that we wouldn't have 3 fresh in our memories to right. compare it to and go, right. oh, fuck, the 3 is so good. We listened to that fresh. Right. Then went back and listened to 3, and it was like, Jesus Christ, it's no contest. Right, and we we had just listened to, what was it, Screwdriver before that? We, yes, we had. Yes, <laughs> we had indeed. The first couple Screwdriver records. Right, yes. Right? And so we had just listened to that, and so... Anything remotely sounding like Danzig was not on our mind. We were right. we were filled with racial pride. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we sure were. That's right. We? I will I will say this. Uh, say what you will about screwdrivers politics. Hopefully, what you will say about screwdrivers politics is that they're really fucking bad. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> if you have half a brain in your head, you realize that uh, it's, it's obvious, literal pure nonsense. But and you know we we've we've already caped up for this band enough on this fucking podcast, but. A lot of the time people say, oh, you know, the first record's great. And that's true. The first record is really good. They got pretty bad pretty quickly after reforming. However, the song Back With A Bang is like maybe one of the best Oi songs like ever written. And if you, Bar none. If you didn't know who the band was yeah, and you didn't know their history, you'd think it's one of the best bangers you've ever heard. Yeah, straight up. It, I mean, it's... So fucking good, like undeniable on every level, right? And again, their quality took like a nosedive pretty quickly thereafter. But that song and a few songs from that era are really good, especially that fucking track. And actually, I was I, I've talked before a fun fun party game. You play screwdriver in mixed company, yeah. And then if somebody calls you out on it, if somebody's like, "Yo, why you put screwdriver on?" Then you go, "Why the fuck do you know it's yeah, a screwdriver?" Because you're, you know? you're listening you to it. You fucking racist. You fucking racist piece of shit. It's because you yeah. listen to this shit in your spare time, you fucking liar. You're well, a fucking poser. We were not a mixed company. It was just two white guys <laughs> driving through rural West Virginia. West Virginia. <laughs> it was about the sketchiest way you could listen to Screwdriver. Right, yes. Right. Two white dudes uh, driving out of town to see an oi band play, right. listening to Screwdriver in the mountains of, <laughs> of like the eastern United States. Right. Yes. Yeah. But just for the record, again, if you're thick-skulled, and if we haven't made it evident en enough through our uh, many explicit political statements on this uh, show, uh, we do not like Nazis at all. That is an understatement. In right. fact, we hate them. Right. I wish to smash all of their heads. Right. And uh, if you think the Ramones didn't throw the N-word around once in a while, <laughs> you're dead fucking wrong. <laughs> that is also true. And they really hated communists a lot. <laughs> right. Um, so, like I said, let's give the people what... Well, actually, wait. That was the last message. Well, it's not the last message. We do we do have a message on here that I'm sorry, Tim. I'm sure you're listening to this because you're a religious listener of the podcast, and I can't thank you enough for that. Um, but what I can't admonish you enough for is leaving a two-and-a-half-minute-long rant on our voicemail. I'm looking at the transcript now. You said the word fuck no less than 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 times. Wow. I, I curse a lot. A lot, a lot. In fact, yesterday, I challenged myself to not curse, and I Hard. lasted maybe two minutes tops. I can't do it. It's very difficult for me. It's I've been cursing since I was a little child. Um, 
if you if you in a two and a half minute long message say the word fuck 20 times and there's shit also intermittently you know, splat, spattered in here there <laughs> there's no way you have anything good to right. say there's no way there's a coherent right. message in right. here there's there's no there's there's no uh, it's it, it's just a peanut butter and jelly sandwich there's right. nothing good to eat there no there really isn't um like also you're talking about like hate breed and then you mention Arab on radar in the same sentence, and I just don't know. Again, from from the transcript, I can't discern anything remotely resembling a coherent message in this, and and I'm certainly not going to sit through almost three minutes of it. So I'm sorry, Tim. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for calling in. But you gotta you gotta. Hey, it's the same. Imbibe less before you call. It's I guess. the same rule we apply to death metal. Yeah, brevity. Yeah, man. Right. Th- that's Get way to the too fucking much. point. Um, Some of our diatribes are less than two and a half minutes long, and it's our fucking show. Here's an interesting thing. Huh. I do not swear in front of my family. Really? My elders? Nope. I don't. My elders are the ones who taught me to swear. Oh, so. that, believe me, I learned how to swear from my dad as well. Yeah. But um, I don't do it. I don't swear in front of him. I don't swear in front of my mom. I don't swear in front of like any of my elders. I never have. Interesting. I don't even have to think about it. But if I tried not to swear in front of you, right, I'd have to fucking think about it. Well, that's that's the weird thing, right? Like when I'm in a professional setting and whatnot, it's 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 like a subconscious switch hits. But now it's even worse because my job is so unbelievably relaxed that. I can say anything I want and nobody bats an eyelash. Yeah. It's a very blue collar position. I mean, we're just in the back of a fucking warehouse sifting through literal thrifted shit all right. day. So right. like nobody cares what anybody says. Uh, so now I think it's become doubly difficult for me and I'm going to find myself challenged in situations where I actually have necessity to not to swear because holy shit, it is really, as, as was proven yesterday when I tried to do this several times, it is very, very hard for me, especially if I get excited about something. That's oh, when yeah. it really comes or out. Or mad about If I'm something. like, if I, yes, right. If I'm like incensed about something, I'll swear really quickly. Boy, if, I, if I'm mad about something, yeah, oh, there's no telling what I'm going to say. No, no, no. Uh, to, to paraphrase, to paraphrase uh, Pat, it, the Pat Kindland, uh, who has said as much, I think, on on worst possible timeline before. There is no quicker way to get me to say the words that you're not supposed to say than to get me really mad. <laughs> that uh, I will a veritable flood of bad words will come out of my mouth. It's it's like a it's like a mad crush for the door, and I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm trying to hold the door <laughs> right, shut. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? I'm I'm like, yes. I'm, and anything, I'm trying to brace the floodgates to no avail. Anything that will inflict maximal pain exactly. on the object of my aggression. Right, exactly. Like if we're about to fight, if we're about to have a physical altercation, holy shit. I, I, I hope that I hope that you're not a member of any <laughs> to which I'm going to like and, and, and honestly when you get down to it if I'm, I haven't been in a physical altercation for years like yeah. I said I almost thought I was going to get in a fight with right. four rednecks yesterday yeah if it gets down to it uh-huh. what is actually worse calling somebody a name right or knocking their fucking <laughs> right. yes right yes one is clearly worse than the other <laughs> right right yes exactly no for sure I mean it's it's kind of interesting it, it's interesting to me that like 
and we won't go on a long diatribe about this, but it's interesting to me that like the same standards of like behavior and communication are applied to two people who are about to have like a genuine physical altercation. Because right. for one thing, yes, like physical violence is objectively worse, right? Like whatever, however justified you feel you may be in doing it, if you knock somebody out, it's objectively worse than calling them a bad name. And not only that, but like it's legitimately dangerous. Like right. yes, right, yes, you could kill hey, somebody. Hey, here, if you knock somebody out, yeah, and they are out for more than just a several seconds, yeah, there's brain damage. You need to seriously try to revive them. Right. Otherwise, you're on the fucking hook for like yeah. possibly manslaughter. For sure. And so the interesting thing is, and I, there was a period of time in my life where I I was in lots of physical altercations for a moment. I can tell you right now that the same standards of behavior and conduct should not and do not in real life, you know, we're not talking about the internet here, do not and should not apply. Because at that point, if I, if you have got me mad enough that I am now seriously considering inflicting physical harm upon you, right? I'm trying to do the worst thing short of killing you that I can do in this world. I'm also going to say whatever comes to mind to emotionally harm you, whatever yeah. that fucking is, yeah. whether I see you're fucking fat, whether you got a fucking lazy eye, whatever the fuck it is, it's going to come out. And again, neither party is in their right mind because two people who are thinking clearly are not about to fucking yeah. try to rip their yeah. each other's fucking eyes right. out. That's right. not that's not what's happening here. It, so if you and and it's a very misinformed uh, and and dare I say privileged position to take to. To claim that people's like, because sometimes you'll see people being like, you know, you know, oh, he said this, he said this horrible thing about this person right before they fought. That that shows you what he really thinks. Again, as somebody who's been in many fights, it does not a reflection of the, what they really think. It's a reflection of the fact that they are trying at that point to bristle, to fucking puff up. It's all natural instinct. You're going to use whatever weapon you have in your arsenal to injure that person in every way that you know how. And not only that, but like I think actually hitting you shows you what I really think. That's right. Yes, exactly. Yeah, listen, right. If I come over to your fucking place and, you know, we get into an altercation, mm-hmm. I'll fucking choke your grandma to show you what I fucking really think. Like, I don't give a shit, right? Right, yeah. Let me show you what I fucking think and right. I'll wring your fucking grandma's neck. Right. Right. <laughs> Right before right. before we jump into right, it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. If you and got then, me there, right, right, it's no holds barred at that point, right? right? I'm not this, this. What's about to happen is not a reflection of my political ideology, right? You know what I mean? It's this is at this point, it's pure animal instinct kicking in. It's uh, so don't be simple. Don't be fucking simple minded. All right. Again, and I say you're speaking from a position of privilege because you've never found yourself in a position where you actually are in a physical altercation, you actually have to think about this or you actually understand what it's like for fight or flight to kick in and for you to just start saying insane shit. Because again, I have said shit that is so fucking bonkers and insane before I'm about to fight somebody that I reflect upon it and genuinely feel like a lunatic. And often feel like a lunatic for even getting in the physical altercation in the first place, which is why at this point, at 30 years old, it's a bad look. I try to avoid it. If you you are getting into a physical altercation as an adult, you should feel ashamed. (laughs) In nine right. out of ten cases. In nine out of ten cases. Right, sure, right. yes. It's certainly if you're the one instigating it. And if you happen to piss me off, uh-huh. you better make sure that your grandma isn't around because <laughs> that bitch is going to get it. <laughs> oh, I wish we didn't have anything else to, to add to the show because I would love to have ended it right there. Yeah. But uh, we do need to shout out our uh, our new patrons real quick. I think we got a couple. We have Adam Lewis. Who you already mentioned, friend of ours, Adam Lewis. Yep. Um, beyond that, I don't know. I don't know that we have anybody new. Okay. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, um, Taylor, 
I don't know that we shouted them out. We have somebody named Taylor who's a $5 uh, Patreon now. Uh, Levi, actually. Uh, Levi Thompson. And then Joel Enneking. I don't think we actually shouted them out. Bryce Daly. I, I don't know. It's been a few weeks since it's, we've done this. It's been a few weeks. So, yo, there you go. We just shouted out like five people. And yeah. that's going all the way back to the end of January. Yeah. So Thanks if, thanks a ton. Yeah, um, for sure. For real. If you want to become a Patreon uh, donor, you can head over to patreon.com slash podcast. If you want to submit music, you can hit us up at demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to call and talk some shit under two and a half minutes, preferably under a minute, uh, you can go ahead and call us at 260-222-8341. If you listen to us, leave us a good review, you know, five-star rating, whatever. Whatever stars you deem appropriate, I suppose. And uh, write something nice about us if you genuinely feel warm feelings towards us. Yeah. Which, after... Everything that we've said tonight seems hard to believe. Yeah, it does. These guys listen to fucking screwdriver and say racial epithets and they'll beat the shit out of your grandma. Oh, yeah. On that note, we'll see you next week. Yeah.